This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Senator, there's nothing new. It seems to me, if you look at, at, at Republican, I mean, when I was there, uh, we actually balanced the budget four times. Democrats and Republicans alike balanced the budget four times. And I actually left Congress in 2001 saying, hey, we figured this out. We don't have to spend trillions of dollars in debt. Uh, and then George W. Bush, the Republicans got in power and the debt uh, doubled. Barack Obama got to power, debt doubled. Donald Trump, though, raised the national debt to levels that nobody ever had before. Eight trillion dollars added on in just four years. Breathtaking, reckless, and now Republicans are lecturing America and Democrats on fiscal responsibility. How madding is that to you? Yeah, and, and I think about Reverend Sharpton talking about the big picture here, because the big picture now is that it's a Democratic priority to pay America's bills, right? That's now become a partisan issue as to whether we default or not default on American debt. Today, you have an adult party and a children's party, right? You have a party that's interested in governing, that's interested in preserving the American economy, paying our bills, and you have a Republican party. That that is basically just interested in using government to enrich their friends. Why did they rack up $8 trillion of debt? Why did the debt expand by 40% during Donald Trump's presidency? Because they used all their political capital during those four years essentially to do one thing, to give away massive tax breaks to billionaires, millionaires, and corporations. And the reason that they are so focused on these spending cuts to programs that help poor people in the middle class is because they have to pay to extend and preserve those tax breaks for billionaires and millionaires. And so there is a method to this madness, but it's all about the Republican priority to help their rich friends. And I really do worry about the long term here. I was not a fan of negotiating. I thought we should have told Republicans that it was their job to pay the bills and that we weren't going to negotiate over that question. The issue okay. now is I, I, that I do we in you, perpetuity? I just want to show you. Okay, I just want to show you, uh, in, in, in Denver, hold that. I've got other clips uh, that are going to make your blood boil, as it should. Thursday, 31 May, Year of Our Lord, 2023, game day. Uh, so this is going to go late tonight. I'm going to try to get uh, Grace and um, uh, Mo on here to talk about. We're going to be live streaming these votes tonight. Uh, also, a lot of stuff's going to be going on during the day. Uh, we are scheduled to have... A couple of congressmen actually come by and make the case, obviously, why this is absolutely horrific. Um, but uh, it's day of action. And uh, I want to thank, and we'll try to read some of these. The emails people or the direct messages people are sending, Mo and, uh, and Grace, 
about your experience of calling is uh, is pretty uh, is pretty amazing. So I want to get to some of those. Let me uh, make sure we can just frame this with exactly what's going on. This is about money and power. Obviously, we've told you from the beginning that this is the way this imperial capital works. The entire focus of this exercise by the Republican leadership and obviously Biden and, and, and the Democrats who are just – they're sitting here gloating too. You have to understand this. E.J. Antoni uh, is the uh, brilliant analyst uh, over at uh, – with Steve Moore's group and also at Heritage. And he's a numbers guy, but he's got a piece up that's uh, – I think it's on the Daily Caller. Um, it's kind of a response. Daily Caller is trying to do both sides. So they have Cortez's uh, piece up from the other day, cheerleading um, – the McCarthy, and then EJ came in, but he's got a quote in there from a progressive group that they're just sitting there. They're, they're, they're laughing at you right now. They're gloating behind the scenes. They're trying to not make it too much so that no more Republicans peel off. And that's the exercise today is as many patriots stand up here and throw down hard and say no, and not just that work for other people, because I am of the belief, particularly in places like uh, the South I'm a southerner from Virginia, but in the south, we have these very red MAGA districts. And in the places like the Upper Plains and, and maybe in places like Montana, Wyoming, and the Dakota, places like that, um, and in Utah and in Arizona, or places that have these deep red uh, districts, it is unacceptable, unacceptable to have a representative vote for this today. Because it's a total sham. I want to go to Getter. And, and so the, the whole purpose of the exercise is to take the power out of your hands. Three things have happened, this being the third, kind of the third act in this drama that's happened since uh, you, you fought and scrapped for the 10-seat uh, you know, pickup or 12-seat pickup that got us a five-seat majority. The, um, ever since that time, is to, been, to take the power away from you, MAGA, that knocked on doors and, and, and with the small donors and get, put your shoulder to the wheel and got it done, okay? Was it 100 seats? It was not 100 seats. Was it 30 seats? It was not 30 seats. I think it was 10 seats. But it was good enough to give you leverage. And, and by the way, I think, I think um, Matt Gates was right. The smaller the number turned out, we got more leverage, not less. The entire And so if you look at... The omnibus bill in the end of last year, right? If you look at then the first week of uh, January and that huge fight, and now you look at this, that it, they're all connected. And the connectivity is you. What is going on in this Imperial Capital Day when you see all the votes that are running back and forth, the, this, this, the veil, blah, blah. this is all for one purpose, to take the power out of your hands as head of the creditors committee. They run around now, and this is two point one trillion or one point five trillion. Or CBOs marked it up this, the, the ba bing, ba bang, ba bung. We're going to have EJ on Tony, and we've had others yesterday. Just you know, Russ vote. All the other folks just just laugh at that, mock that. We kind of made Dan Bishop a uh, a, a thing yesterday because he was on fire here, and then went right over to the press conference. And he was he was the lead story everywhere as he should be, but. By taking off, remember, the deal that you approved, and not happily, was $1.5 trillion debt ceiling relief and one year. Um, and what you have now is no cap and two years. 
And so this, particularly with, with, the, with the economy slowing down and uh, tax revenues, and they have Treasury saying, well, you know, we're running out of cash because it's, uh, you know, we didn't foresee this. It's unlimited. But that's to take the power away from you a year from now or less because they're going to blow through the 1-5. If you can put my getter up, Denver, on, on the uh, screen. If they believed in one penny of those savings, one penny of those savings, they would have a cap to this. That's what you got to call them out today. You're, you're, you're just liars. You don't believe in this phony thing you've put together. If you believed in it, you would put a cap. If it's 2.1 and a bunch of that's in the, in the, in the down years, tell me what, tell me, give me a cap. Tell me what the cap is. Let's cap it. And even give you some headroom in case, you know, you missed those. Let's do it. No, no cap, just time. The, the typical Washington game. The end of the year, the omnibus was to take the power of the appropriations process for this, for the, the fiscal year that started back in October to put it in your hands and have you fight it out there. They took that away from you. They took that gavel away from you. The first week of January was then to re-empower you with the 20 and the Magnificent Six who stood in the breach with all that. And a lot of that was procedural. A lot of that was process. And part of the big procedure, and they rewrote the rules last night. It was supposed to be unanimous. And Thomas Massey, and Massey says, hey, I've got, I'm an engineer and I'm a politician. My engineering side, my politician side said I should have voted no. But my engineering side won out. I think the folks in Kentuck might have voted for the politician side, not the engineering side. We should have stopped this in rules. We had the agreement to stop it in rules, even with the two. But since they, they kind of remade that overnight, it came down to Massey. And, and he said, hey, I, 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 I believe we shouldn't have done it, but I want to see this go to the floor. And Massey will have to answer to that and for that. But more importantly, you saw the cheerleaders. They had, I think, a press conference. Matt Gates. I've got it up on, on Twitter. They're all, all the same, the same folks that have helped get us in this jam because this is controlled opposition. They want to take the power away from you. They hate more than anything else except for taxing their rich donors and making their rich donors pay for this woke and weaponized government that they so greatly love, Right? They want it. They want the woke and weaponized. If the large donors think about it, if the large donors didn't agree with the woke, why do we have the corporations? Look at look at the Mac Daddy on drugs right now. You got the the whole the Pride Month in June and all the fights at Bud Light and Anheuser Busch and the fights at Target, the fights everywhere because they're up in your grill. You got the you got the guy with the mustache. Of, of, you know, taking kids around Disneyland dressed up as, I don't know, one of the, uh, the Snow White, right? You've got all that. Why, why, if you didn't have that, if they weren't, if the, if the elites and the big donors were not, uh, were not in cahoots with the corporations, with ESG and DEI and all that, you wouldn't have it. They absolutely are. They don't care. That's not about money. All they care about is their money. This vote, if they believed, if the establishment believed, when you call 202-225-312 and ask, hey, if you believe in this two-tree, why, why are there no caps to this thing? Why don't you cap it? Why is it unlimited? You must not believe in it. They're not going to be any savings. 
They're not going to be, and that's all nonsense, no cuts here. It's all, that's all optics. It's not even good optics. It's been shredded time and time again by Bob Good, by Russ Vogt, by many of the smartest guys around here, by, uh, by the team over at, uh, at FreedomWorks. Adam Brandon and the team. You've got, you've got uh, the team at Heritage. Uh, you've got um, some of the teams I'm not particularly uh, fond of, right? Some of these guys are the, the virulently anti-MAGA or anti-Trump. They're even shredding it because it's not <laughs> – they treat you like idiots. So when you call today, say, hey, if this stuff was real, why don't you have a cap on it? Why is it two years? Why is it not one year? Why don't we do this again? Here's the reason they don't want to do it again. They're afraid, and they've said this to me. Their donors have said they don't want at the beginning of the general election season next May, April, May, or June of 2024. When the lower information voters start to pay attention, not total attention, it's really after Labor Day, but start to pay attention. They don't want the situation because they understand it's going to be worse. It's going to be more debt. It's going to be slower. Growth. They don't want the topic of taxes brought up. They don't. So for not to uh, offend the elite donors in the Republican Party, they're prepared to give this up and prepared to give the progressive left, the Biden regime. The de- Democrats are laughing at you right now. They're, they're laughing at you. And they know, once again, the Republican Party, the old Republican Party, this is what we're seeing, the rump of the Republican Party is sitting there uh, saying they're controlled opposition, like the Washington generals were to the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, ne- never win. Just get, just get close enough to be performative. This is all performative. And that's why these congressmen, they're stepping up, including many of McCarthy allies and that's why you don't see those guys today on media because i'm sure they said hey it's bad enough you're voting for this you're not going to come out and spread the word and get more people 202-225-3121 these calls and your emails are having a big impact until they dropped the hammer last night after the rules at, at this conference the momentum was on our side we got to get the momentum back we have to get the momentum back we need 80 to 100 that's the target that's the only way it's going to happen is you Remember, if they believed in a penny of these cuts, which they don't, because they're not going to happen. If they believed in a penny, they would put a cap on it and make it for one year. It's uncapped for two years. Four, five, six, maybe more trillion dollars added to the national debt. Short commercial break. E.J. Antoni from Heritage joins us next. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. President Trump recently issued a warning from his home at Mar-a-Lago. And I want to quote this. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be the greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. He did that in the interview that I had with him a couple weeks ago at his home. Now, there are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, in our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there's one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. That would be gold. Gold has been a hedge against chaos from time immemorial. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k 
maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Let me repeat that. Birch Gold professionals will hold your hand through this entire process. Now think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. It always has been. How much more time does the dollar actually have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text Bannon to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Text again, Bannon, to 989898. Remember, the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket to get this information and start the process. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, Thursday, 31 May, Year of Alert 2023. I'll be doing, so, so we're, besides some congressmen, um, and that's going to be rotating because it's a lot going on. Um, you got me today, right? So we got to get our minds right and get focused on that. You've done a magnificent job. Don't get me wrong. I- incredible. This town fears you. They fear you, as they should. <laughs> they, they fear you. They fear you so much. I just want to make sure, don't, don't, the signal, the beating heart of this is to be as performative as possible, but to kick it down the road past the 2024 election. This town, they're very cunning, right? Wasn't Lucifer cunning? You read the history of these empires, the British Empire, the Spanish Empire, the Roman Empire, the Persian Empire, the Chinese Empire, the French Empire. You read it about what happens around the court. In the administrative branch of it, whether it's in Louis XIV's France or in the, uh, the dynasties of China or in the Roman Empire after the Republic, you see the court and the people around it and the administrative branch. The, the, everyone had an administrative state and everyone had something like a Praetorian Guard, the deep state part of that. It's always the same. They absolutely fear the people everywhere. That was the great brilliance of our founders. That's what the revolutionary generation understood. They would not be captured by a worthless landed aristocracy. Right? You've seen, look at these bozos over there the last couple of weeks in England. A, a, a clown show, um, inbred, um, arist- landed aristocracy coupled with monopolistic power of uh, given charters by the inbred, worthless, landed aristocracy that gave monopolies to essentially the pirates, the British East India Company and others, to exploit and to give them, you know, give them, they take, uh, t- 20, they take their 20% off the top. It's the private equity model today, 20% of the ups. We fought that. And we fought it with a group of smugglers and lawyers and, uh, and, uh, and revolutionaries, Tom Paine and Patrick Henry, fighters, to not do that. And so it's always been the struggle between your voice and your tenuous grip on power and the apparatus. 
And the apparatus is all performative. The people that are voting for this, the people that stood up there, you go to my, I've got it up on my site. If you look at that, that crowd uh, last night that was pushing this, they're all just part of the apparatus. That's, part of the, that's the uniparty. And anybody who votes for this today is part of the uniparty. Why? If, if, they, if they believed in you, they would be, if they believed in you, they would, they would um, just do it for a year and do it for the $1.5 trillion. And we hated that deal, but we lived with it in the spirit of compromise, right? This entire exercise, don't think on Fox with the stupid talking points and all this is historic and we're bending the curve. It's all nonsense. Not happening. None of it. If they believed it, they would put a cap in. They give you a number. Treat me like an adult. Okay, hey, you got 2.1 trillion CBO, 1.5 trillion, something trillion, ba-bing, ba-bang, ba-bong. Okay, I don't know. I'm just some schmendrick out in you know the hinterland working every day, paying taxes, sending my sons and daughters to foreign battlefields to die, getting ready to go to Ukraine. I'm just a, a standard stock American. I don't know. Put a number on it. They're not going to put a number on it because they know it's a lie. There's nothing there. There's nothing there but to kick, to silence your voice and take away your power. And if you want your power taken away, then support these people who are doing it. If you don't want your t- power away, call them up today and say, hey, I will put my shoulder to the wheel to primary you. And folks in North Carolina with McHenry and folks up there in, uh, in South Dakota with Dusty Johnson ought to be at the top, tip of that spear. Call your local guy. And if they're, by the way, if they come out and said no, have their back on the Byron Donalds and the Wesley Hunts and the others that you wouldn't think. E.J. Antoni, how performative is this? If they, do you agree with my thesis? If they believed in a penny of this, they would actually put a dollar cap on this, sir? Oh, Steve, 100%. And you need look no further than uh, spokespeople for the administration itself, such as the National Economic Council deputy director, who said that this is going to cement Biden's incredibly strong set of progressive accomplishments. I mean, that that those aren't my words. Those are his. So the administration is absolutely taking a victory lap over this because they know that it is essentially a progressive wish list. Give me that again. It's too good. That's the power of your argument. You're, you're a numbers guy, but you dug up these great quotes in this. I just want to get, hit rewind again and tell our audience the only reason they're not laughing at you nonstop on MSNBC is because they got to get this thing passed. They understand the leverage we still have. They got to get it passed. And then the Senate, they got to stop there. They need, they need 20 Republican votes out of there at least. They get it. But they're behind the scenes. They can barely contain their glee. Because we've locked in the, by the way, the same group of people, right? The same group of people that got all the spending that what, $8 trillion or $6 trillion of his off the book spending that caused the inflation, that, 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 that caused the crash in the bonds, that blew the hole in the balance sheet of the banks, that caused the banks and still have a, you still have a weak banking system. All of that, same group. EJ, give me that again. Tell me how they're how they're how they're rubbing our nose in it. The the National Economic Council deputy director, uh, one of Biden's uh, economic advisors, essentially said that this is an incredibly strong set 
uh, of, or I'm sorry, that this bill is going to cement an incredibly strong set of progressive accomplishments. And and you need look at, you need look no further, for example, than uh, the the permitting reform that's in this bill, which really isn't a, a reformation; it's more of a deformation, because this does not. Uh, uh, actually reform permitting where we will get more coal, oil, and natural gas. May we get a, a small amount uh, of those permits actually through? It's certainly possible, in fact, likely. But what is really being greenlit here are boondoggles in solar and wind and not expansions of the electricity grid, which will help with uh, overall balancing or reduce brownouts and blackouts, but instead uh, trying to increase the infrastructure to support more electric vehicles. So even things that conservative conservatives think are wins in this legislation are actually losses. <laughs> By the way, let me let me make sure everybody I want to thank the engine room of the war room. It's Wednesday. I'm jumping a day ahead. We're we're it's all a blur here in the war room. We're trying to get in the fog of battle. It's Wednesday, thirty one May. Good Lord. Okay. Wednesday, thirty one May, the year of our twenty twenty three. Of the one point five to two point one trillion CBO what what um MacArthur uh, McCarthy by the way, he's nervous. they're whipping hard. At this conference, we told about the conference last night before we went off the air. They're whipping hard. What I mean by that, they're putting pressure on these people. That means your calls are working. So specifically, call your representative. If you got time, call call you know, pick one, McCarthy leadership and or McHenry or the Dusty Johnson of the world. You you pick them. Um, but it's you're you're basically whipping the vote. You got to whip your own vote here, baby, because it's not going to happen otherwise. This is a self-organizing system. There's other people doing it too, but you, you are the lead. You're the one they fear. They fear you. They fear you because you, they understand, first off, you're paying the bills. Number two, it's the common sense of the American people, and the common sense is exactly counterintuitive what happens up here. EJ, when they're pushing $1.5 to $2.1 trillion of savings and cuts and historic and we're bending the curve and it's less than last year – is there any truth, according to your article, is there any truth to that, sir? No, because so many of, of these alleged cuts have very easy workarounds for either the administration uh, or for the liberals in Congress. And so, once again, I, I'm not sure conservatives actually understand what they are signing up for here. If they do understand, then then this is a, a flat-out betrayal of the promises that they made to their constituents. You know, and and just to take to take one that. thing you mentioned yeah. earlier, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you talked yeah. about the CB, the CBO estimates, right? And and McCarthy actually uh, was yeah. tweeting about this yesterday yeah. that CBO estimates yeah. that this is yeah. going to have tremendous yeah. savings. That's the same organization that still has remittances from the Fed to the Treasury as positive. In other words, the Fed is providing revenue to the Treasury. It's exactly yeah. the opposite. They are costing the Treasury billions of dollars right now. Yeah. Um. There's, there, it's all a workaround. It, it's all a total workaround. And the workarounds are not that hard. The workarounds are not that hard. There's not, if they believed in a penny of the 1.5 to 2.1, either take McCarthy's estimate, CBO's estimate, take the Breitbart guys got it up, all of it. If they believed in one penny of that, we would have a cap. We would have a cap. 
This entire exercise, and that's why the patriots that are standing up, and particularly some of the patriots that haven't been associated as MAGA crazies, MAGA you know, extremists, these patriots and heroes are laying out and saying, hey, you know, I was open-minded. I read the bill. I read the bill overnight. It's all a tissue of lies. If they believed a penny of what CBO saying, if they believed it, they would put a cap on this. They would give you a number. The reason they don't is they understand when EJ and Tony, our guest from Heritage, the numbers guy, when he's sitting there and goes through and says, there's all this simple workarounds to all of this. It's not going to happen. EJ, can you hang on? I know you're busy. Hang on. We're going to have a very special guest. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to return to the war room, and we're doing Rolling Thunder next. We're going to have a couple of congressmen in a row, and they're going to lay down the truth about what's going on. Remember, the entire point of the exercise is to take power out of your hands, to kick it into 2025, to not have it part of a national conversation in the presidential election of 2024, because they've seen the numbers at CNN. When people are informed with information, they said that we can't do this. We can't continue to do this. Short commercial break. Back in the war room in a moment. Right now, many Americans are feel, feeling powerless. You know the feeling. The economy isn't stable. Crime continues to plague our communities. And those in charge do not seem to care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself. And that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to drive fire practice with your actual firearm at any time in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton of money on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget comes in all the major calibers including 223, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon when you go to itargetpro.com right now. Don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with iTarget Pro. That's the letter itargetpro.com. itargetpro.com, and the offer code is Bannon. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, we're now going to get into our first guest is uh, Congressman Nancy Mace. I, I want to, because we're pressed for time, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure we get into details. You voted, first of all, you have a history in uh, South Carolina when you're in the legislature. You're not a person that raised taxes or likes. Never big, did it. Never or, voted or don't, to raise taxes. You don't taxes. like big deficits. I voted either. against bad spending, wasteful spending. That's always. I've always been. Why is that? Way. Because uh, South Carolinians and the and American people deserve better. And when you when you talk to America, and you know this, you just talked about this earlier. The vast majority of Americans, Republican, Independent, Democrat, they don't want to increase the debt ceiling unless we have spending cuts. Amen. That is the bottom line. This bill cuts nothing. It is not a spending cut bill. There's no cap, as you mentioned. There's right. literally no 
No, but I want to go back to history. On the Mm -hmm. first one, you voted, but you weren't entirely happy even on that. I was reluctant, yes, on that vote because I didn't believe the bill was fiscally conservative enough. Because when you go to negotiate, when you go to the table to negotiate, you want to come from the most conservative position you can because you know you have to give things up. You know you have to build consensus. And when I look and I see what we got out of this thing, we got nothing out of this thing. Then then you waited and held your fire Mm -hmm. until the bill was released to you over the weekend. Walk me through that experience. Well, we you can't talk about it or speak about it in detail unless you actually have the text. And I didn't want to get ahead of my skis. I wanted to make sure that I knew what I was talking about, no matter which way I was going to vote. I wanted to get there. I wanted to be a yes on this thing. We got the bill text Sunday night. I stayed up to midnight reading it. I slept. I slept on it, woke up at 4 a.m., reread it again to make sure I knew what I was talking about. And I was angry. I was very angry. The American people were spoon-fed a bed of lies about this bill. And even members of our conference were, it, it, it does not do what the American people are told it does. And, and that is, as a first woman to graduate from the Citadel, we were told not to lie, cheat, or steal, or tolerate those who do. And I just can't go along. It, it's, not, it's not right. It's not what the American people want. That's what was so shocking. When you first came out, you said, I read it twice, and I'm a hard no. Mm-hmm. Um, that shocked people. Because yeah. most people would think uh, you're pretty closely aligned to leadership. Well, I'm very, I, I'm very much, a, I'm sort of small L libertarian. I, I, I'm fiscally conservative. I socially am sensible, and uh, some people call me a moderate. I say centrist, but I've always been fiscally conservative. And when I read it, and I read the fine print. It's literally not worth the paper it's printed on because there are so many ways to get around the caps. Uh, to, for example, the OMB director has sole authority to wave. The paygo is a joke. The paygo. It's, it's not paygo. It's and, not. And, they, it's and not. they take that's over a trillion dollars of savings. Is there when you see the one point five to two point one trillion, the range of cuts and those things they talk about, mm-hmm. and you've gone through the document many times. Uh, do you believe any of that? No. It doesn't exist. It's not actually in the bill. We were told we were gutting the IRS and gutting the hiring of 87,000 IRS agents. It's literally not in the bill. Uh, we, on page 53, line 11, we cut $1.4 billion from the IRS. That's it. Of the $80 billion. Of the $80 billion. Uh, it's less than 2%, 1.5%, 1. 1.4%, something like that. But we also say, they also say in appropriations, well, we're going we're gonna to cut $10 billion from the IRS. Well, the IRS gets to decide where that $10 billion cut comes from, if they do it at all. We get no say in this. And, it, and so I was, I was angry when I read the bill because it's not what we were so told So when you talk to leadership, because they're out there and they've got certain MAGA people uh, supporting some House Freedom Caucus members supporting it, trying to, trying, to, trying to spin it and trying to sell it. It's gaslighting. When you talk to leadership, what is their response? Behind the scenes, what, when you say, hey, look, I don't believe in this. And more importantly, the folks in South Carolina are not stupid. No. They're, they're smart folks, right? They may not go into all these great schools or may not you know, have all these fancy degrees, but they're hardworking people and they have common sense. And you're not, if, you, if you try to lie and spin this and sell it to them, they're going to be more angry than anything because they think you feel that they're stupid. They're just spinning it till they're blue in the face right now. We found out CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, came out with their scoring last night, come to find out with the uh, the SNAP uh, provisions that were put in there that we were going to make work requirements and make it you know harder, et cetera. Actually, we're actually increasing government welfare so, <laughs> by so a significant is it, portion. Is it, it 74,000 new that when yes, CBO Yes, per came, month, per month. 74,000. One of everybody understands their big thing about work requirements, it uh-huh. turns out 74,000 per month. 
that we're we can, adding, that, we're we're adding, adding to the list. Yeah, we're actually expanding government welfare. I thought that re- as Republicans, we were against that. We wanted people to work and be responsible for themselves. Those who are in need, and feel we better help them. and get a job and, and be like productive yes. members of society. Yes. Now, there are those who are going to need help Understand. for a lifetime. Yes. But the vast majority of us can work and be productive members of society. And we're actually growing welfare in this thing. They denied that last night, but that's what the CBO scores is. And CBO also says, in terms of deficit reduction, $1.5 trillion in 10 years, just as our, our entitlement programs are going insolvent. And that means that, that, that means that, uh, you know, years three through 10, where there's no, there's no statutory binding. Zero. It's, the, the it's zero. Are options. It's, 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 a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a pipe dream. It's a two year it's deal. A two year deal. Two year deal. You don't get there in two yes. years. You actually add $4 trillion to the debt, which is why Minimum. I was angry. Minimum. Minimum. By, by the way, if, mm-hmm. if tax, if we, if the economy's slowing, tax revenues we know are going to be less. That's why Yellen's skipping around. Um, it's gonna, it could be five trillion, could be six. If you have some sort of emergency like another CCP bioweapon, you can have another seven or eight trillion. This condemns us to the lost decades of the Japan in the 90s because you're going to have yeah. one, one and a half percent growth, huge, you're going to be over a trillion dollars a year, crowding out real productivity. Well, the other thing that people don't realize is that we are setting into law, which is why a clean debt ceiling would be better than this bill. We are making law that our baseline spending going forward is going to be covid level spending highest record high spending historic high spending that's what we're putting into law here that is the baseline going forward and then not to mention the bill uh doesn't control anything if there's an emergency right quote a hurricane ukraine market stabilization there are ways to get around these caps and uh and that's how they do it and they will they will do it they will do it oh they're going to definitely get around mm-hmm. the um you said something about a clean debt ceiling if you had a clean debt ceiling with a cap, or if you had better a, than this. if you had a discharge petition, have a couple of lawyers in those guys vote for it to let let it happen. That's that is better than having the party, the center part of the party, push this forward. Yeah, it, it's not fiscally conservative. What we are doing, we are selling away our kids and our grandkids' future. I mean, and I'm a single mom of two teenage kids, and I can't look my kids in the eye and say I did this for their future. I'm not doing it. When you first came out. The reason this city, the imperial capital, was in shock, they go, oh, my God, you know, she, we thought she was close to leadership, and she's going to evangelize, and she's very, she's very smart. She understands what went on here, and she's going, what was the pressure that came on you from leadership as soon as that happened, as soon as, as, soon as you had the jailbreak? Well, certainly leadership was reaching out to me, and I, I, I have had conversations. But certainly, was that true? They were definitely uh, multiple folks, but, you know, and I would say a question, where in the bill, can you show me the section, the page and the line where we're doing this? Can't, couldn't do it. How does McHen- McHenry's a smart guy? But the I folks like in McHenry. Car- I like, he's a I, smart he's guy. He's a very smart guy. How does McHenry, being a smart guy, think he can sell this to you and to others that have gone through this in detail and are not and are not part of what's considered the MAGA extremist, right? right? Our, our, our posse. How, how do they think they can sell it to you when, when you confirm and say, let's just go, the, the, let's just go to, the, uh, to the document? Well, I try to read it as an agnostic, and I would go to leadership and I'd say, where in the bill does it do this? And it, and it just doesn't. No one can come back and say, well, this is where we're cutting the, the spending or the deficit. They think that getting clawing back COVID, unspent COVID funds is a cut. It's not. And do you really think states are going to give that money back? They're going to find a way to spend it. It's ridiculous. But no, it's going to commerce. First of all, it's going to co- the, the COVID stuff's mm-hmm. just going to commerce. It's not, it's not actually coming off the balance. Right. There's no decrease in here. They no. shifted to commerce and they'll figure out some way 
to it's use a every shell game. Else. It's what we would call a shell money. game. That's yes. that's what it is. But they couldn't come back. And I would because I try to be agnostic. I come from a purple district, very independent minded. I'm very pragmatic. I'm very black and white. What are the numbers? That's how I want to look at it in a spreadsheet. What is it actually saying? What are we doing? And no one could give me the, the evidence in the bill that this is how it's going to work for the next 10 years because it doesn't exist. Talk, talk about the, the purple district. You know, CNN, the power that when CNN poll came out, you could tell they changed. They got shocked. That's what they had to get the two years. Mm-hmm. CNN polls, 60 percent of all Americans think it shouldn't be increased unless there's significant cuts. 15 percent said to just go ahead and default and let's figure it out. So it's 75 percent are saying there has to be massive cuts. The, but when you look at the crosstabs, 45% of Democrats, yeah, 45% of Democrats say it should not be increased unless they're real cuts, not, not performed right. in your district. How is this going to play? Well, I, I haven't polled it, but what I can tell you, because I, I, most of my district are independents and then it's the Republicans and then Democrats. But when you see the data, my instinct as, as a suburban mom is this is not right. And we are seeing that support because Republicans, independents, and even a few Democrats, as you cited, support real spending cuts in order to increase the debt ceiling. And they realize this bill doesn't do that. And I, I try to be very pragmatic and agnostic and nonpartisan when I'm looking at these, especially spending measures. But we just we're setting into law Biden's entirely progressive agenda. We're paying for all of it. In this bill, and even yesterday, we saw members of his administration gloating, gloating in the national media, talking about how they're going to steamroll Republicans and steamroll this country based on what's in this bill. I refuse to stand down. I, I refuse to be rolled over. And uh, you know, love, love or hate him, Donald Trump would never allow this to happen. He would never. He would be sitting at the table. He'd be making a deal. Ron DeSantis too. We need strong leadership in 24. We cannot allow this to continue. This is. Typical D.C., run-of-the-mill uh, D.C. math that they're doing, the problem with The problem with the second year is that when, uh, when President Trump, in my opinion, President Trump returns, or for other people, DeSantis, whoever it is, when they get there in 25, first off, you're going to have a lame duck session beforehand. They'll do anything to the debt ceiling you want. Number two, you're going to have another four or five trillion dollars. Your ability to maneuver is going to be so restrictive. You're going to have interest payments over a trillion dollars. You're going to have uh, – you're going to have – uh, 35 or 36 or 37 trillion dollars of face amount plus with the guy at the Federal Reserve, the economy is going to be a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. So any Republican that steps in is going to be shackled to the Biden regime in perpetuity. That's what they want to accomplish, and they want to co- they want to put in the COVID, the massive increase in government that happened during the, the bioweapon attack by the CCP. They want to lock that in. You've locked it in. Mm-hmm. You've got all by the law. Pro- you locked it in by, by law. law. You've got all the problems with all the Biden regime policies. Right. And it's going to be even more difficult to roll this back two years from now because of the debt we're adding to the government. And it's going to be harder to fix. I mean, the cuts we'll have to make two so years from now. So when you talk to leadership in this kind of, hey, I'm not a MAGA extremist, you know, I'm a quote unquote moderate, what's the response to you? Well, it's just been. I mean, it, it's just it's just spin. They want to deny what's happening here. And I, I come with facts. I've had m- fellow colleagues of mine pile on when they want to say, hey, we're gutting the IRS. And I'm saying, well, no, here is in the bill where we don't 
gut the IRS. That's not true. When I combat the lies with facts and with truth, it's just the lieutenants are out there. They're piling on. and They're, I had someone, whipping, they're whipping this hard. Oh, yeah. Well, last night I had a, a fellow colleague of mine tell me that I didn't have the right to speak my opinion or speak my voice or, or uh, you know, that that I didn't have the right to do that. And I was like, I'm sorry, but we have a First Amendment in this country. And we Why can, did they say that? Well, because I'm speaking the truth, because I'm giving facts to the American people. I want them to know what's in this bill, what it does and does not do, which is why I had that 20-tweet thread come out yesterday, because I want I people want to, to know up, the 20, what's actually happening. We put it up on the show yesterday. It's still the best explanation, kind of tweet by tweet mm-hmm. in that thread of exactly what this is going on. Can you stay for another block? Sure. Okay, uh, Congressman Nancy Mace. By the way, we're saying, and, and the audience is so worked up about this, particularly on the details and being treated like fools. Folks in these, particularly in the South and up in the Plain States, and let, let me throw in Arizona and Utah out West, these big-time red districts that have folks that vote, this is a defining moment right now. This will be the most important vote that's taken in this. Um, this is more important than the Speaker's vote. This is the single most important uh, vote that will be taken in this Congress. Uh, and this is the defining moment. And people in deep red uh, districts that vote for this, you should assume, you're working assumption that you're going to get a big league primary challenge. Because I'm already, my phone's blowing up nonstop, but people are furious about this. People have had your backs. And it's a tissue of lies. The thing people are so worked about, you're treating them like idiots. And they're not idiots. The American people have an innate common sense. Very smart. They're on point, they're angry, and they should be angry. Short break. Congressman Nancy Mace in South Carolina next in the world. Stephen K. Bannon here with a warning. When's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? What if the title to your home, the legal document that proves you actually own it, is in some criminal's name? That's home title theft. And it's a total and complete nightmare. Home titles are online now. Once a criminal forges your signature, it's a race against time to stop him before he takes out loans against your home or worse, sells your home. So when's the last time you checked your home's title? My partners at Home Title Lock demonstrate how criminals get you in minutes. They found the title to my home online and forged my signature stating I sold my home. Some criminal was now the owner. Home Title Lock helps shut it down. That's what they do better than anyone on this planet. How do you know some criminal hasn't taken over your title to your home? Find out free with a sign-up and get 30 days. Let me repeat that. 30 days of free protection when you use promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Do this today. Take action, action, action. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Hello. I'm Steve Stern, CEO of FlagShirt.com, a third-generation, veteran-owned small business. I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit FlagShirt.com. Help keep the American dream alive. 
Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. Action, action, action today. 202-225-3121. Give them the, what, the old what for when you call today. Um, but what upset the establishment in this city when you put these tweets out, you said your your job and focus, your task and purpose in the next couple of days is to have certain members of the Republican Party grow a set. Yeah. What did you mean by that? Well, they need to have the courage to do the right thing, which is to vote against this bill, read the bill, and vote against the bill. But, uh, you know, growing a set, I brought my set this morning. I okay. wanted to show off to you. This is from, this is from <laughs> you got this from the old days. This the is from old South days. At, when these are from South Carolina. These are my brass balls. And I was giving them to them as a state lawmaker. Did you get that at Citadel? Or did you no, get those? as a state lawmaker, because I, I never voted to go along with, with bloated spending or reckless spending in the state house. I never voted to raise taxes. How popular taxes. does that make you there? Oh, very unpopular, actually. So I mean, that's the difference. Yeah. It's the difference between the people, when, you, when they give you the, yeah. the, when they give you the they set, when they give you the brass balls, uh-huh. it is because the people support you, but yeah. the people in, the, in the, either the swamp in Columbia or the swamp in Washington yeah. are going to fight. No, same difference. And I don't, I don't have any issues with Kevin McCarthy personally here, but I don't answer to Kevin. I don't answer to leadership. I answer to South Carolina. I answer to the American people because they're the ones who put me here. And I have to listen to all the voices, Republicans, independents, and Democrats in my district. And I want to do the right thing for the people who sent me to Washington, which means you have to have the balls, the courage to do the right thing, even when it's difficult. This is not easy. Very few of us will vote no today and have that courage to do the right thing. But this is not what the American people signed up for. It's not what they want, and it's not what they deserve. Do you think that uh, if he has to get 50, 60, 70, 80, because right now uh, they're they're saying he promised he would deliver 150 Republican votes. If he has to get that, do do you support uh, reviewing the motion to vacate? Well, that's, I think, Still pretty premature right now. Uh, you know, we'll see but how. You're open to you're open to consider. It. Well, I'm not not at this juncture. I'm not. I I want to see where this thing goes. I wish that we had the ability to amend the bill last night in rules. We didn't. We weren't allowed that. I think you could. Was that a, was that a retrade from what they originally promised? That there's going to be unanimity to come out of rules. It, it may have been. According to Chip Roy, it was. I'm not part of the House Freedom Caucus, so I don't know what deal they negotiated or what handshakes they made with the speaker during that election. But what I can say, if you have this many people who are upset, Republicans in our conference upset with it, you should have opened it up for some amendments like the OMB director. Why are we giving one person in the federal government sole authority to waive these caps for any program that they want? Uh, you know, so I just, there are a few as things a, you could have done. As a fiscal hawk, yeah. which you are, mm-hmm. and have a, you have a set there. Yeah, right you, have, <laughs> you have a set there that proves you've done this since the South Carolina legislature. Mm-hmm. A- as a fiscal hawk, why are you not amenable to, to joining something like the House Freedom Caucus that would give you maybe a little more stroke? Well, I am an independent-minded person. I, I, I joke, and I'm being real here, but I am a caucus of one. And so my district is very much, they don't want somebody who's going to toe the line on either side of the aisle and some of the positions I take are independent of the party. And, you know, I've taken a different stance on women's issues. I want to be pro-woman and be pro-life. I don't know why we can't do both at the same time. And so some of my positions don't always align with Freedom Caucus. I align with them uh, on fiscal issues most of the time. Do you have support of the of the pro-life community in your district? Uh, I believe that I do. Now, some of the national groups, they won't talk to me because I'm talking about birth control. Like, you just, you cannot win a general election 
and ignore this issue. We saw what happened with the mayor's race in Jacksonville. The, the mayor has nothing to do with abortion rights in this country. We lost that seat, a seat where an area where Ron DeSantis won by 12 points. We just lost that seat. This is an issue that will determine the outcome of the 2024 general election. So you believe so? I do believe so. Why it's going to be that? a top. Is it going to be a top two issue? I, I'm in a purple district. I know what people care about. They care about spending. They care about abortion. Those are the top two issues in swing districts. And when you look at the 30 House seats that determine the outcome of the majority of the House, when you look at the states that are swing states, those are the two issues that you have to address in the general election in 24. Inflation, spending, and abortion. If the, uh, the right-to-life people say they just haven't done a good enough job of explaining it, do you buy that? I don't because they literally had a president who got Roe overturned, and now they're against him. They're targeting him, attacking him. And they moved the goalposts. These are the same pro-life groups who were 20 weeks with exceptions two years ago. And now if you take that position, you're, you're not pro-life they anymore. Would, they would adamantly disagree with you. But would you yeah. sit down? Are you sitting down with any of these people and trying I would to have talk, a dialogue? I'll talk to anybody who would talk to me about this. Are I, you saying they've frozen you out? Yes. Uh, yes. Specific pro-life groups up here, national pro-life groups. The minute I started talking about giving women access to birth control, they shut us out. Okay. Uh, maybe we can hopefully arrange a meeting with you guys because uh, obviously the the war room posse is quite pro life mm-hmm. with the I'm evangelicals. Pro-life, but you can there's a balance. You can the evangelicals and traditional Catholics. Real quickly, mm-hmm. how do people follow you? Your your thread yesterday was brilliant. How do you do more of that today? Where do people follow you on social media? How do they get to know you better? The website is nancymace.org on Twitter. We're at Nancy Mace, uh, and you can follow us on there uh, and see the thread at about twenty tweets or so. I woke up yesterday kind of angry <laughs> and uh, went right to Twitter to explain why I was going to vote against this thing today. If you, if you, if you donate to you, do you, get, do you get a set of those? Is that, is that, is that <laughs> we, a premium for we, a big <laughs> I should put that on just, the website. I'm just tossing uh, But you can get there. a T-shirt. So, <laughs> but NancyMace.org. I went to Nancy Mace's site. All I got was a crummy T-shirt. No, yeah. <laughs> okay, one more time. What's the Twitter? It's uh, at Nancy Mace. Okay, thank you very much for thank coming you. in. And thank you for being one of the leaders of trying to have people grow a set of this, particularly with facts. You're arguing facts. That's what's most important. You read the document and you're arguing facts. That is what this is about. They can't win it on the facts. they got to spin it. So thank you very much for coming in. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. EJ and Tony from Heritage, I hope, is still with us. Also, Andrew Clyde. We've got other congressmen in the next hour, and I'm going to break down this bill a little bit more and also talk about what's going to happen today. The critical path to the vote this evening. We're also going to live stream that uh, tonight. I think it starts at 830. We're going to live stream it tonight, and we'll have running commentary short commercial break back in the war room in 90 seconds everything's and you are over cuz we're taking down the ccp spread the word all through hong kong we will fight till they're all gone we rejoice when there's no more let's take down the ccp they have all for war room Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. 
Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 